Thank you so much for having us and uh, opening your hearts for our ministry and just even personally for the appreciation for the receiving. We don't take it for granted. We feel so privileged. God bless you and multiply his love on you. Thank you, Jesus. It's such a privilege for us to be here again and to see you and uh, to minister with the gospel of Christ. We are not here to tell to tell you about us and ourselves and our ministry. We are here to tell you about the glory, the power, the beauty and the plans God has for you. Praise God. The weather outside is frightful. <laughs> but the fire of the Holy Spirit on the inside is so delightful. That's why we are here. Good morning and welcome. <laughs> oh, praise God. There is something about the gospel. You know, the gospel is not just a good news. The Bible, Paul tells that the gospel is the gospel of Christ. It's not our own version of the gospel. It's the gospel of Christ. What Christ has done, what Christ has accomplished, what He 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 paid for us. Isn't that awesome? It's all about Him. And then Paul says, the gospel of Christ is God's power. God's power. It's not just a message. It is God's power unto salvation. Now the Greek word for salvation is in, in that case is soteria. And soteria is much more than just an open door to heaven or going to heaven, having access to heaven. Soteria means that this salvation will affect every area of your life. Emotionally, physically, you know, financially and, and spiritually. Most praise God. So I'm excited to share the gospel of Christ this morning, which is God's power, which will work, which will bless you, support you, strengthen you, and make you more powerful and victorious over these natural lives we still have to live here on earth. Praise God. Uh, I want to turn to the gospel of Luke. And uh, this is going to be chapter 24. Um, there is a story. Actually, this is the last chapter uh, of the Gospel of Luke. And uh, it tells about the victory of Jesus and, and, and His resurrection. And there is a famous story written in that chapter which is uh, known like uh, the road to Emmaus. And uh, I want to share a little bit what God has revealed recently to me. I am so excited, praise God. Whoo, hallelujah. Now, verse 13 says, Now behold, um, two people, these are two of his disciples. Now behold, two of them were traveling that same day to a village called Emmaus, which was seven miles from Jerusalem. That's a long journey. When was the last time you have walked out a distance of seven miles? You know, the first part of our journey in the United States, our trip, uh, we've been mostly stuck in the car, you know, sitting in the car and then ministering, and then again, the car, hotel room, 
the, the church and things like that. So when we went to, to Florida for, to, to spend a month uh, during January, uh, we are renting a small house and ministering uh, in the state of Florida during January. That's smart, I think, because, you know, uh, <laughs> we don't want to be deactivated by the winter. But uh, so I, I told, we told with my wife, let's go to the beach and, and have a walk, you know, like, and we walk out a, a, a mile and a half. And for us, next day, all my body was aching, you know, and it was a long trip, only mile and a half. Imagine seven miles. I know you, you would say, but these people, they used to walk a lot, for them was normal. Yes, I agree with that, but still, it is a long journey and it is a long distance. Now, the problem, the problem with this journey, uh, the first part of the journey, okay, the journey had two parts, and I'm talking now for the first part, and, and uh, that these people, they lost their hopes, they were totally uh, discouraged, confused, and uh, they didn't know what to think, I mean, total despair. Why? Because they lost their master, their teacher, their savior. Jesus for them was dead, buried in the grave, and the story was over. But was it? No. You know, they were walking and talking, you know, about what, what took place these days in Jerusalem. And uh, totally stricken by, by, by grief, you know, of the lost. And, and that's so beautiful. You know, Jesus personally... You know, he took such a great care of his disciples, encouraging and strengthening them, but in a unique way. You know, Jesus himself approached these two people and, and participated and partake into their journey, just accompanied their journey and was listening to them. And at one moment he said, what are these things you are talking about? And one of them, the Bible says, they stood still turned to him, and they looked sad. They, they had these long faces, totally uh, expressing sadness, you know, and, and grief. And who, you know, Jesus was ready to change that. And they said, are you the only stranger in Jerusalem that you're not aware of what's going on? Actually, he was very aware, and he knew all the things. Actually, they were the, the, the persons, they didn't know actually what has taken place, you know. And, and they, 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 told, they told him uh, everything, everything which took place, you know, about himself. And I was like, wait a minute, that, that, that's kind of a, you know, Jesus didn't appear and manifest himself like the resurrected and the glorious one. The Bible says, they I somehow were, you know, not able to recognize him. He, he made that supernaturally. He, he didn't uh, uh, manifest his uh, real identity to them. They didn't know that it is Jesus because he wanted, he wanted to do it in his way. You know, they, they told him they, they, they version of the story. That was the first part. They told, and he listened. And I was like, wow, you see, our life is not uh, like 
our whole life, the new life we have, the, marked by salvation, marked by being made partakers and part of the kingdom of God and His nature, is a journey. It, it is a whole journey. And this journey has a name. And its name is Jesus. Because Jesus is the way. Jesus is our life. If Jesus is our life, Jesus is also our way. And our way of living and walking this distance we, we, we have in front of us, like Paul said, uh, I have finished, I have finished the, the journey with faith and, and victory. Isn't that awesome declaration? You know, I kept the faith, I finished the course. And we have a course, we have a, a journey to walk, but you know, we are not alone on that journey. Doesn't matter what is taking place in our life and what we will face, Jesus... Jesus will be always beside us. He has promised that I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. Jesus found time and, 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 and put efforts to participate their journey and to walk seven miles with them. Come on, folks. He walked. He is the resurrected, the glorious one. Why losing time? Why wasting time? He had much more greater things to do. But he participated that journey. Walked seven miles on earth. The one who rides on the skies, on the heavens, you know. Walked on earth seven miles with these frustrated people listening to their version. And I was like, you know, you know. God wants to hear the voice of your heart. God wants to know and He will pay attention. And He will stay with you. And He wants to hear the cry of your heart. And He wants to hear your version. You know, it's not like... doesn't matter how you feel. Now listen to me. I will... Uh, I, I, it is done. It is finished. I am uh, risen from the dead. And no! It was vain. I mean, what's the point? Listening to these empty, you know, complaining. So, uh, actually, it, it was empty. I mean, all day understanding and uh, was wrong, right? I mean, he was risen from the dead. And, but still, he wanted to hear how they feel. And he wanted to see their perspective of, of what took place. And I'm so encouraged and I believe this message will bless your heart also that Jesus is always beside us. He will hear how you feel, what you see, how, what you have been through. Then He will give you His story and His version. When they finished with their version, you know, still walking, Jesus started, the Bible says, with the Scriptures. I'm so glad about that. You know, listen, listen. If Jesus appeared to these two people, like manifesting His body and His physical appearance to them, like the resurrected one. Hey guys, here I am. Look at the, uh, the, the wounds and uh, the marks uh, of the crucifixion. Uh, I am the risen one. I am your Savior. I am Jesus, the, 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 the resurrected one, and things like that. Uh, it will be kind of a discouraging for us. You know why? Because we would have like two different sources. For us, only the scriptures. But for them, oh, the real manifestation, the real deal. No, it, it wasn't like that. We, just like them, like Peter says in his epistle, we have the same faith. 
which was delivered and, 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 and sent to the apostles, we are partaking and we are having the same source and the same faith. And you see, Jesus, the Bible says, started with the scriptures, with Moses and the prophets, proving to them about his suffering, his victory and resurrection. And it was so real, it was so powerful, saturating, a glorious impartation from the scriptures. It wasn't nothing appealing to their eyes, okay? It was only the scriptures and still something happened on the inside. The Bible says they were revived, renewed and set on fire on the inside. I'm so glad that if Jesus, if Jesus bless you with the scriptures, He can put your heart on fire and set it on fire. Just the way He did it with them, it is still working, it is still in power, it is still living and active because the Word of God, the Bible says, is living and active and can put our hearts on fire. Seven miles preaching from the scriptures. Don't despise the church time. You know, it is not important because going to the church it will do something. But here, if the word is preached, the gospel of Christ, the broken bread, yes, we appreciate the fellowship, yes, we appreciate prayers, praise and worship and everything, but the gospel of Christ is power, God's power unto soteria, salvation, and it will affect every area of your life and will bring life, will bring power, will bring glory and victory to your life. That's so awesome. Now, they they approach they approach the, the, the city, the small village or city, I don't know, small city or village. And Jesus was behaving like going further. That's interesting. That's very it is a spiritual lesson written in the Bible. The Bible is not a book of empty words. And Jesus was behaving like going further. And they said, Please remain with us, stay with us. It's too late. It wasn't because of the hour. It wasn't just because of their hospitality. It was because of the hunger and the thirst and the, the things which were already, you know, functioning in their hearts about feeling that no words like that will be found anywhere in the world, you know. They wanted to draw him close and to, to stay more and to have more of this. Isn't that awesome? I mean, listen, recently Jesus came to me and he said, I'm not a, only a part of your... I'm not... I don't belong like a part of your religious life, you know. I mean... Jesus is not only for the church time. Jesus is not only for the prayer time. Like the, the things did by demand, you know. And then we go to our uh, regular life. Jesus is the substance of your life 
and whole. I mean, every part of your life has to be marked by His presence, by His glory. Do you think that you can drink your coffee with Jesus? You can enjoy a good movie with Jesus? You can read a book with Jesus? You can just stare at the wall with Jesus, being silent, no problem, looking at the sunset, going out, making snowmen, uh, uh, taking care of your children, you know, uh, changing pampers with Jesus. Come on now. He is your life. It means He sustains and He supports every part of that life. The physical one, emotional one, natural and spiritual one. Every part of your Don't exclude Jesus like something holy and something special only for the religious part of our lives. He wants to be the very substance of your breath. Daily breath and daily bread we eat, you know. He wants to be part of it. So these people drew Jesus, you know, with them. They wanted Jesus to be, to continue to be part of their life. Isn't that awesome? How can we separate with Him? Going out of these doors this morning, it doesn't mean that we will leave His presence, His glory in this place. It will accompany us on the journey we are heading today, tomorrow, and every day. He will be with you in everything and walk out the distance of your life. Praise God. So they sat on the table and they, they, they had some food and Jesus, they offered the bread to Jesus. It was a great privilege, you know. And he took the bread and, and, and broke it and suddenly their eyes were opened. And, and Jesus disappeared. Just, just like that. Wow. Sounds like a science fiction movie or whatever, you know. Isn't that interesting? Doesn't sound religious, conservative, you know. It's kind of a weird, strange thing. Why disappearing? Why? Wow, you don't need me anymore. But you won't be left alone. That's the message. Because they turned to each other and they said, I knew it. That, that, that. They said, didn't our hearts burn? inside us while he was opening the scriptures to us. So Jesus, through the power of the scriptures and through the power of the word of God, just just set their hearts on fire and kindled God's fire into them. Now, he left, he disappeared, but you know what? The good news is that the fire left with them. The fire Jesus is sending and, and kindling into us, there is no power to quench it. You know, even we don't see Him. There is something on the inside which is working powerfully. Now listen, it was late. Actually, nothing has changed in the natural. It was late night. They were tired and exhausted of this long journey. But instead of taking a nap and just going to bed, you know what? Their decision was so powerful. Let us go back to Jerusalem and share what has taken place with us and what Jesus did with us. Isn't that awesome? Now think about this. Why not waiting till the morning? Because the fire on the inside, unquenchable fire, was like shut up in their bones, you know. They 
couldn't go to sleep. How could they? They couldn't just stay at home. They headed to Jerusalem. Now, the night was cold. And it was dark. No lights on the streets, you know, like today, what we have. And still, they already walked that seven and a half miles. But still, you know, they decided. And it was not just emotional or or physical efforts. They were driven from something which was working on the inside. Do you know, by the way, what the word Emmaus translated on English means? That's that's an interesting uh, thing, you know. I, I went to see... Because, you know, I'm Bulgarian, I read the the English version, and I always translate, so I I would go with everything, with translation, you know. (laughs) Just kidding, but, you know, I wanted to see what Emmaus means on, on English translated. And I was surprised to see that the word means hot springs, or warm baths, hot springs, hot showers. And this is a lesson, and this is a message into this. You know, on the way to that place with Jesus, you know, they received warm baths, they received hot showers, but also they got hot springs on the inside. Also, Jesus, the the fire, he said, you know, the, 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 the Holy Spirit is a spirit of living waters, right? In us, Jesus said, I will, I will give you rivers of living waters. But you know, the good thing is that these living waters are geysers of hot springs. They are not cold waters. They are hot springs of passion, of love, of power and glory working on the inside. He washed through warm baths of His Word, He washed away all the discourage and all the despair. But He also gave Him hot springs on the inside. These geysers of, of passion, of, of, of joy. And you know what? The second part of the journey was glorious one, a joyful one, was marked with dancing, was marked with laughter, with, with excitement, and, and with joy. Isn't that awesome? I mean, uh, our journey has not finished yet. The Bible says, uh, sorrow may come at night, but you know, the second part is very important. But joy comes in the morning. And I'm telling you, with Jesus... With Jesus being our Lord and Savior, the second part of our journey, which is the most important one, you know, will be more glorious, more powerful, and way different from the first one. It doesn't matter what you will face. It is not over yet. Jesus will come. He will listen to your story. He will spend time with you. He will walk out that distance and He will release the power of the gospel into your heart in such a way that He can set it on fire and and, and light the fire into you in such a way that no darkness, no fatigue or tiredness or being exhausted or you know, cold weather long distance doesn't matter. You will make it back home with joy, with victory, with declaring your mouth will be filled with the, the message of, of, of the gospel, you know, of joy and, and, and not good news. Yeah, thank you. And nothing will be able to prevent it or stop it because 
of the fire working on the inside. That's so awesome. And you know why? Because of Jesus. And his personal, his personal care, you know, and he can do it just for you. He didn't appear to 500 people. He didn't send a messenger, get a 500 people and I will appear. I don't have time to lose, you know. No, he did it personally with every one of them. Come on folks, can I have an amen? Personally with every one of them. Personal to Peter, personal to, to, to Mary, if you remember. Personal to these two. He spent time with everyone. Instead of gathering them together and having a, a, a conference, of resur- a resurrection conference, he spent personal time with every one of them. With you and me also. Like with the Samaritan woman. Only one person, a devastated, you know, life, a sinner, he went and spent hours by the well with her. Isn't that amazing? Now listen, the, the, she thought that he's a stranger and he doesn't know anything about her. That's why she was confident to speak with him. And to have a conversation without being afraid, you know, of the shame and guiltiness and and things like that. But, you know, at the end of the whole thing, you know, Jesus said, You go, go and take your husband, bring your husband here. And she said, Oh, you know, thinking that he is a stranger. I don't have one. And he said, You are right because you had... You had five and the one you are with is not your husband. And suddenly she realized, in a glimpse, she realized that Jesus knows he is a prophet. And he knows every detail, every small detail of her story and her life. And then she's connecting the dots. But if she knew preliminary that I am a sinner, how it is that this holy man spent all these hours with me. And then she realized she, he did it. He did it on a purpose just for her. Not for the village. The village camp. But he spent this time with her. It's the same with us. It's the same with us. I want to finish with this. You know, there's a story in the Old Testament about Elijah praying over sacrifice, expecting God to answer from heaven with fire. And you know, he challenged the prophets of Baal, and they, they cried to noontime, you know, and nothing happened. There was no move, there was no whispering, nothing from heaven, you know. Full silence, because they God is dead. Okay, then he put the sacrifice on the altar. But this is the thing. He said, make a ditch all around the altar. So, if this is like the picture of the altar, they, they made a ditch all around the altar. Which means, on the horizontal level, you know, nothing was able to, to, to cross that, that frontier. You know, this limit of water, eight, eight barrels of water pour out into the ditch in such a way that the water was circling all around. And they stood on the other side. There was no one beside the altar. All the people staring at the altar and knowing that 
the slightest movement or trick or gimmick will make the water to, 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 to reflect or just to move and they will notice that someone is doing something. Elijah did it on a purpose to show that on a horizontal level there was no help, there was no tool, no vehicle, nothing to, to help the Lord. No, no human source. Everything is just limited and cut it off. And then he prayed to the Lord and God answered from heaven. Now we have only two options. I mean, either, either the, 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 the obstacles, the limits, the barriers in our life would be greater in our understanding than God's fire, or we would believe that God's fire is greater than our obstacles. We don't have many options. You trust the Lord and you believe that He is greater, and you don't care about the, the limits, the water and everything found on, on the altar. Because God's fire comes because of the sacrifice, not because of you. Because of the sacrifice. And we have a sacrifice offered in the face of Jesus. And God's fire on the day of the Pentecost was sent to us. Greater than any obstacle in our life, sin, flesh, uh, misunderstanding, weakness, or whatever, the fire of the Holy Spirit is greater than anything found in our lives because of the sacrifice offered for us in the face of Jesus. Fire came from above, and you know, the Bible says, the Bible says this, listen, it, it, then the fire of the Lord fell and consumed the burnt offering and the oud and the stones and the dust and licked up the water that was in the trench. That's what happened with the two disciples. Nothing left but the fire from above. There was no despair, no discouragement, no darkness, no fatigue, nothing left. It was the fire and they were driven by that fire. And in the case of Elijah, you know, that's what we have today. Yes, you can have a lot of dust. You can have stony heart. You have, can have stones in your well. You know, you can have a lot of water preventing and circling around your life, preventing blessings and whatever, you know. But God's fire comes from from above, from above, born from above, and it's greater, mightier, and more glorious than anything found here on earth. And He is able not only to consume the sacrifice, but to, 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 to swallow up death, sickness, stones, dust, anything found in our life, so the people might declare, Jehovah, he, Jehovah, he is God. Praise God. Amen. I bless you in the name of Jesus with God's fire wow, given to our lives. If you need a prayer, if you need a touch of this fire, we, you can come and we, we will pray for you. I just bless you in the name of Jesus with the scriptures, with the gospel of Christ. And let me tell you, your journey, your journey is not over yet. It will continue but it will be different. It will be marked with joy because Jesus will come and support you beside your right hand you know and lift you up in victory. Praise God and Amen. <laughs> Thank you. So um, I just wanted to take a minute. Mitko, do you mind staying up here just for a minute and praying? Let's all stand up. 
just like he just kind of declared and prayed over us, I just kind of want to take a minute to receive that. You know, two things, just that the Lord would open up the scriptures to us, that he would open up his word, just like it happened, like the light bulb came on, that when we read the Bible, the light bulb will come on, that revelation from heaven would ignite our hearts, and that we'd be lit with fire inside of us that quenches everything else so we can take it into our everyday lives when we do change our children's pampers, you know, and, and, and just do our everyday lives that will be filled with the passion of the Lord. So just pray that over us real quick again. Okay. Heavenly Father, thank you for being able still to answer with fire from above. Fire which will start in a new way our lives, our expectations will be renewed and revived from above, marked with passion, marked with love, marked with something which will work not on the outside only, but most of all uh, on the inside in our hearts. We receive, we receive not on horizontal level, we receive on a vertical level from above. Strike us from above, Lord. Yes, and I declare like during the time of Pharaoh in, in Egypt, fire was mingled with hailstorm. I, I declare that nothing will prevent you. You can combine. You can combine ice and fire. It's no problem for you. And I declare that everything will melt. Everything in our lives, what is ice, what is stones, what is dust, Lord, will be swallowed up by your victory, by your grace, by your decisions, Lord, to be where you are position beside the right side of the Father. I bless your people. I beautify them. I pour out oil of joy and fresh anointing on every one of us and we declare that we will carry we will carry the mark of the Holy Spirit in us, which is fire, because you have promised, I will baptize you, I will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. With the Holy Spirit and fire. Baptize us and saturate us with your fire, Lord. We receive and we declare that the scriptures are still our true source of blessing and, and, and inspiration. In the name of Jesus, Amen. Awesome. Thank you, Mitko. So if you would like further prayer, um, Mitko and Albana will be available to pray for you. We also have the prayer team who are um, available to um, pray for you, as well as the prophetic team on this side are available to hear the voice of the Lord for you and have it recorded. And then also um, just enjoy your day. Be blessed. And uh, get refreshments, get your kids, and have a great day. We bless you in the name of the Lord. Amen. You're dismissed. Thank you.
Let nothing you dismay. Remember Christ the Savior was born on Christmas Day to save us all from Satan's power when we had gone astray. Oh, tidings of comfort and joy. Tidings of comfort and joy. Some people get really upset if you get their name wrong, especially if they have a name that's similar to another name. Carolyn and Caroline. They got to think about that, man. Don't get that wrong because they're.